This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello, and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while on the website, check out the podcast page to see past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have any questions or you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting to discuss uh, some of your thoughts. You know, last week we started talking about the uh, the word frugal and, and how it can... Re- applied to retirement and how being frugal isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? The word frugal over the years has kind of gotten a connotation of of being a miser or being Scrooge-like, but really frugal in the way we talk about it is being thrifty, being thoughtful and wise with your money, both the expenses going out and also the income coming in. So we talked about a number of things in the last podcast. I want to kind of pick that topic up and finish off my thoughts on it. But before we do that, I want to welcome in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? I am doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, Peter, it's been a good week. Uh, I've been really busy. I did get out and about a little bit, uh, visited uh, an apple orchard uh, where they were uh, serving up some apple brats and mm. delicious and some hard cider. Uh, just delicious. Uh, yeah. That was that was great. I uh, love the fall. Uh, otherwise, uh, I've been good. Just keep them busy. Actually, I had to do some work this weekend. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, how about you? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned in fall. We've had a rather warm month. Uh, we're here at the end of September, so it hasn't yeah. really felt like uh, fall. And even the leaves haven't even started turning. But all of a sudden this past week, we started to get that crisp fall air. And and, yeah. and, and you can tell autumn is coming, which yep. which is nice. Because uh, as I've said before, I think autumn in, in where we live uh, is some of the most beautiful time of the year. So yeah, it is, it's it is good. by far. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, we always end up talking about weather on this podcast, but it's. <laughs> it, but it it has such an impact on on our lives. It's it's worthy talking about. So yeah, well, fall's sure. good, and and you know things are busy. Business is good, and uh, I can't really complain. Not that anyone would really care per se, but um, no, it's good. I would the weather's just mute good. You business if you is started good. to complain, I just hit the mute button on you. Yeah, I know you would. So with the <laughs> listeners on on the podcast, yeah, so uh, yeah. we won't go there. But overall, things are good. Thanks for asking, Tony. Sure, no problem. That's good. I mean, instead of talking about weather next time, we could talk about you know what TV shows you're streaming or you know uh, or get football. Into, Tis the season. Football. So, the, my Vikings won this past weekend and yeah. handily. So I'm well, excited my, about my that. Patriots are awful. So oh, <laughs> they did not look good, my friend. No, I know it's it's being it's very evident that I think Tom Brady was a lot more Tom Brady than Bill Belichick, but that, yeah. that may that that may get me in trouble. But we'll we'll just Uh-oh. say that. Yeah, it could it could. So now we're kind of continuing our conversation from last week, 
Last week, uh, you uh, posed the thought that we can be frugal and happy in retirement, and that frugal isn't necessarily a negative word. And so I think that's, uh, that's interesting. So um, I know last show we were talking about healthcare, and I think sometimes people forget it's actually possible to save some money on healthcare and be frugal in that area as a way to save money in retirement because healthcare is so expensive. Uh, it is possible to shop around a bit when it comes to healthcare, but as I always say, you know, I don't see my doctor's office offering any Groupons or uh, <laughs> they don't have a coupon in the Sunday paper that I can take in. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's exactly right. You know, Tony, we, we left off talking with the last thing I mentioned was, you know, taking care of yourself, right? Because healthcare sure. in retirement is expensive. So if you can keep your health, right, whether that means uh, working out physically, making sure your brain is sharp and, and doing the necessary exercise for both mind and body, then that may either delay or it may even avoid you having to go get health care, which again, uh, will help lower your costs. To take that a step further, you know, sometimes thinking about when you do, let's say, elective medical procedures, um, or if you're going to have a procedure done and, and not just automatically going to your doctor. If it's something big, shop it around, right? Uh, yeah, Medicare may pay for part of it, but there's probably going to be a part of that procedure you're going to have to pay for yourself. In the 21st century where we are, there are a lot of different tools for you for you to be able to shop your your different procedure, your Medicare to different places to see what's going to be the least expensive. And there's a way where you're still getting some of these procedures done, but it's not costing as much and it's saving you money. And also keep in mind a lot of different plans. Let's say you have a supplemental plan for Medicare. A lot of them have some sort of built-in um, uh, we'll say, I'm going to say freebie for lack of a better term, but the ability to go get cancer screenings or your physical or, or those types of things are free as long as you let them know ahead of time that you're doing some of this preventative medicine, right? They'd rather see you go and, and have these regular screenings so that um, something doesn't come up as a surprise because usually surprises are going to be more expensive than catching something early and dealing with it. So so keep on top of those types of things for healthcare so that the the cost both to you and to some of these programs um, can be kept a, at a lower rate than it may normally be. Well, yeah, and, and Ben Franklin uh, knew what he was talking about, obviously, when he said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, you've heard that, right? Oh, absolutely. Ben Franklin is one of my favorites, and that that is one of his sayings. And you know, uh, absolutely. You know, if again, you go back to the concept if if you can be active um, instead of just sitting on the couch and and do you know watching a movie for two hours, which is okay. But there's a more active way to do that, or if you can get some of these screenings ahead of time so that you can. Uh, again, get ahead of some issues, medical care, right? It's going to mm -hmm. save money for everyone involved. And, and again, being frugal, I talk about sitting on the couch and watching a movie for two hours. Let's visit that, for example, right? You know, you don't have to sacrifice the quality of entertainment you have um, just because you want to save money, right? In today's world, there's no need to necessarily have a full out subscription to a cable company for $150, where it's very likely all the content you need for entertainment can come through subscription services at a fraction of the cost, right? Like Netflix or Hulu or even HBO. You can mm -hmm. get all of the entertainment you want 
and yet you're not paying a, a large subscription fee to a cable company. Same with a lot of different museums and, and concert opportunities. Usually seniors and retirees are part of different types of social organizations, whether it be ARP or AMAC or any of those types of things. There's usually a lot of discounts for entertainment. It's just a matter of doing a little research and seeing, hey, I want to do this or I want to go to this type of entertainment or this park or this attraction. Are there ways for me to do that uh, and cost less as opposed to just showing up at the main gate and paying full price? Well, yeah, well, that's that's true, too. Uh, And you make some great points. I know some seniors who have had an absolute blast auditing classes at a local college and the traditional students in the class enjoy hearing insights from, you know, uh, an older person who has experience. Yeah. And I have to, I mean, I have to say from personal experience, right, going through both undergrad and grad school, um, and you sometimes you see an older individual taking a class and, and initially you're kind of like, what are they doing? And then all of a sudden they're doing what we talked about a few minutes ago, right? They're keeping their brains active. You know, they're not, they don't necessarily need a college degree, but they have the ability to audit some of these classes, take something either they a subject that they love and and see what's going on with it new or something they've always been interested in and and just sit in. And then they have several, they have a bunch of decades of experience, especially if you're doing a, a, you know, I did an MBA business experience that they can take both what's in the book and what's going on in the real world and tie it together. And and it's enriching for everyone, right, Tony? It's enriching for them because they get to share, share their knowledge and experience. And for someone who's in college who may not have experience to hear it for someone who, from someone who's been out there is, is pretty powerful. So, you know, that's a perfect example of an opportunity where auditing a class is usually free, um, but it gets your brain working and, and it, it can be pretty powerful again for everyone involved and yeah. it's not costing any money. Ah, there you go. And that's even better yet. That's, yeah. that's the key. That's the kicker right there. And, you know, I mean, obviously retirement is uh, all about uh, what you see and do as well as who you're seeing it and doing it with. I think that's a key part of it. So, uh, you know, uh, if you don't have to spend a lot of money on fancy clothes, you can just keep one or two of your classed up outfits in case you're getting invited to a wedding or in your case, Peter, the opera. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of operas here in uh, Thornton, New Hampshire, but, but Tony, I think, you know, talk about clothes is a perfect, you you can use it as a, a perfect, uh, uh, allegory, I guess, for just overall things that happen in retirement, right? It's very likely you worked in the professional world, you worked and you had to get into a certain type of uniform or or dress code. And and now you've retired and you probably have a closet full of clothes that you don't need to wear anymore, right? And and, uh, it's very likely when we talk about being frugal, you can get rid of that free up space, maybe turn a little money by giving it to goodwill, what have you also give it, you know, uh, use uh, donating it. So people that may need those clothes can use it. But that is just, that's an example of also just in general, there's a lot of things you've probably built up both physically and mentally uh, in your house, in your brain from working for all those years that it probably makes sense that you can kind of take a year or two and decompress, right? Uh, Make that transition into retirement because you're going to be thinking differently. You don't have to think about the nine to five world anymore. 
Um, you don't have to think about dealing with traffic and dealing with co- co-workers. And, and though that doesn't sound like it has a monetary impact, it all goes back to the healthcare part, right? Because it's going to lower your stress level and, and hopefully help you lead a, an easier, more stress-free life that's going to have better health consequences. So, you know, you talk about clothes and yeah, physically you can get rid of the clothes, but it's again, a perfect way to talk about the overall transition from being in the working world to transitioning to retirement and trying to just declutter your life and make it less uh, stress uh, stressful. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, again, that's what we're all uh, working to achieve, uh, relieve some of that stress, sleep well at night. And uh, these are just uh, a few of the things you've brought up some great topics so far uh, you were talking about a retirement strategy that's going to include some you know, solid budgeting, but it doesn't mean you have to accept a retirement in which you go without a lot of things you want. You can be frugal and happy. That's the key. Uh, what do you have for us next? Well, Tony, I thought we'd shift gear slightly and talk a bit more broadly about retirement strategies. And and what we're going to go into here is is revisiting again the concepts of of both income and expenses. And I know we've we've beaten that concept to death in, in other podcasts, but it's such an important thing to make sure that you understand how to look at your expenses and then also stand, understand how to look at your income because that's where everything's going to come from, right? You talk about happiness and retirement. Well, that means being able to do what you want. Well, being able to do what you want in many ways is going to be dictated about uh, on what your expenses are and the incomes that are going to be able to support the, those expenses that include uh, that include your your hobbies and, and the things you're going to do in retirement. When you when you talk to people and recent surveys for just recently for this year in 2021 have found that only 30% of respondents, Tony, feel very confident about having enough money in retirement. And only 40% feel somewhat confident. You know, that's not necessarily very um, high or confidence instilling for retirees if those are the numbers that they're entering the next 30 years uh, somewhat lukewarm about the their ability to retire and do what they want. Yeah. Well, there you go. And uh, that's interesting too. And I mean, those are some alarming numbers, really. And if any of our listeners today think they'd fall into one of those uh, categories, I hope they, you know, get together as soon as possible with somebody like yourself, Peter, a financial services professional to help them out. Yeah. And I mean, think about those numbers that what that says is there's 70% of uh, retirees entering or or pre-retirees entering retirement that are somewhat comfortable or not comfortable at all with where they're going with their retirement income and expenses. So what do you do? How do you figure that out? Well, you mentioned it, right? You start, the first thing I would suggest is sit down with a financial service professional because they're going to be able to give you a different perspective, a different, uh, another set of eyes. And, and they've worked with a lot of people helping to solve this. And the first thing that they really a uh, good financial service professional is going to do is say to you, okay, let's look at your budget, let's look at your expenses, including the things that you want to do, whether that means traveling regularly, golfing regularly, uh, going across country on the RV, uh, buying gifts for your grandchildren. Those need to be accounted for, and taking a look at all of those expenses and saying, okay, here's what's going on, and then also taking it a step further and saying, what do you have going on for a car? What do you have going on for a house? Right. This revisits what we talked about in the last podcast. You know, uh, there, there's an emotional and a logical way to look at it, but is downsizing your house a way of of 
reducing some of your expenses to allow you to go do the things you want to in retirement is get is downsizing your your fleet of cars you know down from two to one something that makes sense you're not going to be able to make those decisions until you map out all the expenses that are going on now and also trying to extrapolate a little bit and seeing the expenses that are going to happen in retirement things are going to change a little bit um, but probably not as drastically as you think and, and and getting it all down on paper is, is a key part of one being frugal, but also getting an understanding of what things are going to cost and maybe what things have to change to get you to that point. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well said, Peter. I mean, uh, you're on fire on this topic and I think it really helps. Seriously, this is good. And um, But uh, remind our audience out there how much pre-retirement income people are going to need to have a comfortable retirement. Well, you know, the, the the easiest caveat, I always say this, is it, it depends on person to person, right? It depends is the answer. Right. It? it depends, <laughs> right? But but for most people, um, you know, you're going to be looking at somewhere between 70%, 65 to 70%, you know, of your current expenses when you get to retirement, um, you know, you can reduce things by about 70%, right? So very simple numbers. If your current expense level is 100000 while you're working, you probably can get by on 70000 comfortably. Um, but again, it depends on, on your needs. But the point is, your current expense level very likely is not going to be what it is in retirement. And it's very likely to be going down. How much it goes down, I, it, it depends. But usually you can count somewhere around 65 to 70%. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, there you go. And, and uh, you know, but who wants to, uh, at the same time, who wants to take a pay cut in retirement? I, I know I don't. I would rather make the same, have the same amount of money to play with as I do now, right? Right. And and look, uh, I sit down with clients and that's usually what I tell them. I say, let's let's make sure to make a really solid, sound retirement plan. We know in the back of our minds that our, our expenses are going to go down. Sure. But let's, let's actually keep the expenses level. Yeah. And the reason you do that, it gives you wiggle room, right? Because the yep. second part of this conversation, Tony, is the income. So, uh, you know, you're going to have very, hopefully you have various sorts of income. You're going to have Social Security coming in. Maybe you're fortunate to have a pension. You probably have a, a, a pot of retirement savings. You're going to have to figure out how to tie all those streams of income together. Um, and you're going to have uh, income coming in, expenses going out. Either you're going to have a gap, meaning you're a shortfall. If you're lucky, you're going to have a surplus. But if you're estimating your expenses at you know your current levels, then that still gives you some wiggle room, right? If if you know you have a gap, and then we can kind of do the math backwards and say, okay, that gap is still within reason. Then awesome, you're going to be able to retire and do what you want. Um, and remember, a lot of retirees also kind of want to work part time and derive some extra income there. A good solid retirement plan is not going to account for that income, right? It's that's going to all be gravy on top. So my point is, as we've talked about time and time again, you got to create a budget and you got to make sure you sit down with someone and map out your expenses truthfully and also your income truthfully so that uh, you can get to a place where you you're going to be able to have the retirement you want. You still are going to want to think about things frugally because you're going to want to make as a, as a professor to use the phrase once, want to make a dollar holler, right? You want to stretch that buck as much as you can. But, you know, as long as you are looking at these numbers, revisiting your budget on a, a six or 12 month schedule, you're going to be in a really good shape. Um, and doing that with a financial service professional is going to be even more powerful. Right. 
There you go. And I, yeah, that's, that's really well put as well. I, I think, um, you know, this is probably a good time to remind our listeners that, uh, you know, the things like social security, uh, Medicare, other things all fit into this conversation uh, because they all involve your spending and your budgeting and your financial planning for retirement, right? Yeah, that's exactly right, Tony. And that's why I would encourage our listeners to to schedule an appointment with a financial service professional like myself so that you can sit down and get a realistic plan that's going to deal with income, that's going, you know, making sure your income is going to last, is going to make sure you're being tax savvy about the streams of income that you're going to have coming into your household, and also making sure you're being realistic about your expenses and and making sure that if something happens to you that your spouse is taken care of and and they don't have to necessarily sacrifice, sacrifice their retirement uh, goals just because unfortunately there you passed away. So so if you're interested in creating a plan that is holistic in its, in its approach, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the ivag.com and you can book an appointment uh, either in person or virtually and we'll go from there and start putting together a plan or if you have a plan at least getting another set of eyeballs on it to see if if there's places that it can be improved. All right. Thanks, Peter. And that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Laufenberg. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Laufenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Laufenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.